This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. And here we are, guys. Week 57 of Tailgate Talks. This is Club Red, where we talk a little bit about Texas Tech, our feelings, and what's going on at the University of Texas Tech. Got some good news for you guys this week. Obviously, the football hire with Joey McGuire will be diving into that. We have uh, the Texas Tech game uh, with Iowa State coming around. Just kind of a little bit of a touch on that one. And then, obviously, we love basketball here, and this is... Uh, the kickoff of Texas Tech basketball will be going over the North Florida win and the first game for Texas, for TTU basketball. But before we do dive into all that, make sure you follow us on iTunes and Spotify. If it is on iTunes, drop a five-star rating. Give us a good review below. Um, if you want to try and find us on social media, definitely hit us up on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And uh, if you do swing by that YouTube channel, Make sure you subscribe to that. Hit the bell notification to be notified each time we post a video. Uh, if you want to find our personal accounts, Dustin, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at uh, we're, we're, ah, blah, blah, blah. I got this. Uh, you can find me, me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. And uh, just to specify, if you're trying to find us on Twitch to see our live streams or live, uh, live recordings of the show, it is www.twitch.tv slash Blanca OG, where the L is an actual L, not a one. Uh, lastly, if you have any sort of uh, thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So, guys, let's kick this off. I know y'all are pumped to talk about this, and everybody listening out there is excited to hear our take on the new hire and the basketball season. <laughs> You know what? I'm revising that. I'm kind of glad we did this this one one more time because we have like good football news coming out. So it's like yeah, it, yeah, it's, a, it, it's a good it's a good time to do to do the football hype up and not switch it over to swag and surf just yet. What's up, guys? How's it going? Having a happy yeah. Wednesday so far. Good. Yeah, Brooks. A little bit on on the on the sickly side because uh, I think he just got a little too hype at the basketball game last night. Not really sure. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know. I was on my I was on my way home from the game, and my head was just killing me. It's been killing me all day. But uh, you just what we do. Just, we just yell we power through. Damn we right. Power through. It's what we do. Right. We power through. Can we make a? Excited. We need to make a shirt out of that. It's what we do. We power through. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, Texas Tech football. Obviously, we're going to kick that off. That's the biggest news of the week for Texas Tech. Uh, new hire. Uh, <laughs> 
Joey McGuire. Uh, uh, that rhyme too. We, we we got a couple of shirts we can pump out here. Yeah. Um, but well, that was the hashtag that started Hire the movement. Hire McGuire. Hire McGuire. That then, was the hashtag. And then Monday it turned into hired McGuire. So you gotta love it though. Uh, it's just. I've been trying like uh, since this hire. I've actually tried to be more active on Twitter like than I usually am, and I've been I've been like watching every single video and post on this guy, loving it so far. Love this, love this hire. Um, but Dustin, uh, kick us off here. Initial thoughts and reactions to this hire. What are you thinking over here? Because I know you're a big uh, uh, high school football fan, and so you've had to have heard of, of Cedar Hill and the damage that they used oh, yeah. to wreck. And so, like, get the take us off here. What What are your initial thoughts on this hiring of Joey? Yeah, it's a great hire, especially recruiting wise. That's what he's going to bring you um, from his legendary high school days at Cedar Hill, um, huge program. Obviously, in the in Texas, um, knows like every high school Texas coach and program. Um, I think what we all took away from the press conference and the last two days is his energy and passion and like non nonstop love of football in a positive way too. Like, it's not like he's like hating on anything. He's so excited for any kind of football and anything about this. And so if you didn't want to run through the nearest wall while watching the press conference, the questions afterwards, the basketball game, anything in the last couple of days, I mean, you're not a real tech fan because that's what that guy brings. And honestly, I like just injected into your program the last few days is his passion for the game. Um, and I know we'll talk about his recruiting influence in a little bit. But that's what I initially got is, I mean, yeah, he's maybe a legendary high school coach, but he's a damn good one at that. Yeah, it, it took me a minute because uh, I, I I'd heard the name and but I mean this is obviously what 2006 whenever he went 16 and 0 and had like the number two high school team in the foot in, in in the state of tech in the United States sorry but I had to go research a little bit and I was like oh he came from Cedar Hill okay yeah and I mean big big time DFW area yeah. school like that I mean huge. That's um, a huge, huge. Besides, I mean, the DFW area and the Houston area are the two main hubs of high school football in cu- Texas. Cu- couple it's of schools big. out of Austin too, but Cedar Hills powerhouse. Yeah. Um, Brooks, initial thoughts, man. What was what went through the Brooks brain uh, on on that initial uh, announcement being being released? Yeah, I was excited. Uh, when we announced that we were hiring him, if you look like uh, look at his track record, he's been successful everywhere he's been. You know, he was great in high school, and there's you know the whole group of people that just don't like having nice things at all, and they always want to shit on every hire. I mean, if you look at your graphic right here, the top two tweets are fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's just complete <laughs> bullshit. Like, get the fuck out of here, losers. Dumb. Um, but you know, he goes to Baylor. And he's there for Matt Rule to turn around a program that we know was decimated by the Art Brow stuff. And Matt Rule leaves for the NFL, and Dave Aranda comes in and keeps him. And he's been a part of this Dave Aranda turnaround. Like, he's been a part of two major uh, program turnarounds there. And sure, he wasn't the head coach, but those are two pretty damn good guys to uh, get to be in the room with. Matt Rule has been successful along his journey everywhere he's gone. So that's a great mind that you got to 
be under. And then so far, Dave Aranda, he's been around for a while too, doing well in all his stops. And you get, uh, you know, to pick his brain too. So it's not like he hasn't been in a college football game just because he hasn't been a head coach. Like he's been very successful. He's coached both sides of the ball. He's coached defense. He's coached tight ends. Uh, so I think ultimately it's a great hire. I love his energy. Like Dustin said, he he nailed all that. Um, you know, it's hard not to get excited when you see a guy that's literally so excited to coach Texas Tech football. And, you know, a lot of people like, oh, this is my dream job. This is my dream job. It doesn't feel like a lie to me. It, it feels so true. Everything that he says that he has worked his whole life for this opportunity and he's not going to take it lightly. He's going to work hard. I fully believe that. He's going to recruit hard. Hell, he brought in three recruits before we even introduced him. <laughs> yeah. Like, this guy is going to work his ass off, and we will never doubt that. And then it's his love for his players. That's the other thing that just makes me excited is, you know, you watch that little two-minute video of him hyping up his team before, I think, a playoff game. And it, it makes you really excited to see a kind of guy like that who can come in here and it gives you hope, man. It gives hope back to the football program. Um, and sure, you usually have hope when you hire a guy, but uh, this one feels a lot different uh, I was, to me. That was my first impression with Wells was I was like, oh, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I don't know. You know, he did okay over there, but I don't know. Yeah. And and the first time I heard this man talk, as soon as I heard McGuire say a word, I got goosebumps and I was ready to go through a brick wall. I'm just like, for no reason at all. I And then, like, uh, this was obviously initial reaction. Eventually, yeah, I watched the videos and looked up, like, where he coached and what, what his resume is. But that was the initial, like, gut reaction. I was like, this dude is going to just bleed scarlet and black. Like, there's yeah. no question about that. Like, he sent his own daughter to the <clears throat> University of Texas Tech. Like, nope. uh, th this isn't just like he he's just like randomly getting hired to go coach in Minnesota. Like, he's Texas, Texas born and uh, or Texas uh, grown. He, he's an amazing coach in the state, and he's he, he's had enough faith in the university to send his children there. Even, but his daughter had a great tweet today. When, What'd she uh, say? Her and her mom were at Walmart getting them some stuff, and she was like, "Moving my parents into college." <laughs> that is good. And, uh, Take a picture of her mom in like two shopping carts. That's funny. <laughs> that's pretty good. And last night at the basketball game, I ran into a friend of the show, Keenan Ward, and uh, oh, yeah. he might he might be helping the McGuire family move to Texas. So, uh, oh hey, no yeah, way! He, yeah, so you know, cool opportunity for him, and we'll definitely have to have Keenan back on the show at some point to maybe discuss this. <laughs> higher with uh, him yeah. we should, he we seemed should excited anyways. about it too last night yeah we, we we should anyways it'd be good to touch base base with him he's been he's been an awesome awesome friend of the show but um so speaking of like all the hype up stuff about this guy i mean we we, we obviously have to touch base with the press conferences and like the, the 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 way that this guy addresses not only the texas tech media but the general media on every single aspect of it uh brooks take the way on this one i mean what what was your what was your uh, kind of feeling after after you heard him on the microphone at the stand? Yeah, I definitely thought he won the conference, but I think that's an easy thing to do. You know, Wells won the conference last time. Uh, I was unsure, and then Wells came on to the press conference. Was like, oh yeah, this guy, 
So it's not that hard to do, but I really just feel like his energy is, is electric. You can tell when he's talking what it means to him. Uh, I love how he, you know, did say he's a Texas high school coach through and through. He's not a college coach that coached high school. He's a high school coach that now coaches college. I love a lot of the things that he kept talking about there. I love his passion for Texas. I love his passion for his high school times and and how he appreciates what that made him to be and I really think that's going to help us because his ability to recruit these high schools is going to be something we haven't had since fucking Mike Leach maybe and Mike Leach wasn't even all that great a recruiter he was getting smaller guys and getting them Leach is a good developer of what he had yeah so I don't even know the last time we've had a guy like this that's going to be able to get into schools and because of his name alone and have guys interested in them just because of that. And so, yeah, his, I loved his press conference and I, I loved everything that he had to say, especially those things, bringing back those high school ties. Cause I think that's going to be what makes his career. I, I, I think that's very kind of a key point there that you made there, which is that he, he, he's very genuine about who he is and where he's from. And, and I think that that's going to be kind of people see through the, through the BS pretty fast. Like, Press yeah. conference, you're right. They can win that. But him being as genuine as he is, he knows who he is. Uh, mm-hmm. Dustin, uh, anything to add on the thoughts there? I mean, again, electrifying press conference. Uh, what, what were you thinking about it? Yeah, and it's not as easy as, yeah, he just said the right things. I mean, yeah, Well said the right things. That was, I mean, that's all fine and dandy. But this guy, like, he didn't just do the Raider power chain. He, like, had the fist bump and everything. <laughs> he was about to fall off that stage. He was so into it. And like, I also liked how he was very um, personalized with a lot of answers, like pointed out players and where they're from, pointed out former coaches and former ADs that hired him, some of the press he already knew, like he was very direct and knew them and talked in a great manner towards them and about himself and the program and what he wants to do. Um, And didn't put anybody down throughout the whole process. Uh, if you watch his Q&A afterwards, honestly, propped up um, Matt Rule a lot for pretty much dragging him into this <laughs> on the college level um, and then really dragging him alongside him throughout the whole process, too. Um, and I think my favorite thing I've seen was today, he said, like Brooks talked about how he's going to be a uh, he's a Texas high school football coach getting to coach college now. And he said today he's not coming out here to embarrass any of those guys. Like he's representing yeah. every one of them and he's not going to let them down. I think that's, I think that's huge. And it, and that's kind of a big part of him coming in, coming in and, and kind of taking over a program right away. It's not, he's, he's not going to try and make it, you know, uh, coach McGuire's program. He's taking what he is and then applying what he does. Uh, like does that make sense like like a lot of the times like we we whenever like uh texas tech football in the past would be good for a year or two after a fire it would be like or would be bad for a year or two after a firing and would be like oh those are the guys left over from the blah 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 era right mm-hmm. i don't get that vibe from this guy i get a feeling yeah. where, that he's gonna take these guys and make him his own and it's yep. not gonna feel like these are the leftovers from the wells era this is just gonna be mcguire's head start yeah. right away you know what i mean um, so yeah, I think, I, I don't, I think it was Brooks who said it a little bit earlier, but recruiting burst, 
with Coach McGuire right out of the gates. Uh, we 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 had a couple of of of, of mid star to high star recruits right out the gates. Uh, go ahead and touch base on that. Yeah, the Cedar Hill trio that we pulled in uh, Monday night, less than twelve hours on the job. He comes in, and he gets uh, Jalen Peoples as a cornerback, Harvey Dyson a defensive end, and then Sincere Massey a defensive tackle who was originally committed to Arizona State, who decommitted and flipped all that night. All three of them, of course, Cedar Hill kids. Uh, so, you know, he got got us started off real hot. And then there's some other news. I, Dustin, oh. do you have the names on those on those guys? Uh, there's a post player and a well, Cooper kid. So, yeah, two two things just in general, Texas wise. I mean, the Twitter feed has not stopped of I got an offer from Tech. Got an offer from Tech. <laughs> yeah. got an offer yeah. from tech. I literally looked five, and five minutes ago, another four star linebacker kid got an offer from tech. I mean, he has been nonstop working kids everywhere. Um, yeah. So Monday he hit, I guess a lot of former kids that he already knew um, because people's was probably going to go to Baylor um, from what I looked at. So stole out, stole him from them. Yep. Flip the ASU kid. Um, so we got three really good defense players there, but Tuesday he really hit the local Lubbock area, West Texas area, which Wells super did not <laughs> lacked on, super lacked on. We've had more kids go to SMU and TCU than Texas Tech from this area, anywhere from Amarillo, Panhandle, all the way down to the Midland area um, and in between. And so he has hammered the local area hard. Um, there's a post player, yeah, defensive player who was committed to Baylor. I saw that. Decommitted, which obviously looks like, hello, probably coming this way. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's talked to Major Everhart, who's a super fast athlete out of Tascosa, who's committed to TCU right now. He's talked to the two Cooper kids, one of them who's committed to Baylor, another one who's committed to Oklahoma. I mean, he's talked to anybody who's somebody around this area, which is way more than Wells ever did. Yeah, it it just kind of shows the motivation he has and how those connections can be so different than what we've had because, yeah. you know, Wells only had nine dudes in this class. Wells didn't really recruit high school. You know, he, he tried to do all his work in the transfer portal, and that can work out for some, some to some extent. It hasn't worked out for him at Tech. But, you know, getting those freshmen, developing – developing these guys turning them from you know keeping them in the area all that's going to be very important and it's just something we haven't had and mcguire seems like he's going to have the ability to do that he's already done more recruiting i feel like than wells has done his whole entire career at tech (laughs) in in the q a after the presser mcguire mentioned his recruiting style he was asked about it you know he mentioned there's a lot in the recruiting now there's four different processes basically but he emphasized i want to get the kids out of high school in here as a program and develop them um, and how much more that creates for you. He's like, yes, there will be some transfers, probably not as many like Juco transfers. He did emphasize kind of like what Wells was doing um, with the grad transfers. Cause he's like, those are grown men that have done something. Um, They've graduated. They've been in a program. They've been in weight rooms like that super helps you. Um, so he looks like he wants to really develop and then plug some holes with some some high level uh, grad transfers um, on that side. Uh, 
He's he's touching base on a lot here. I again, it's it's just a better feeling. I don't know. I don't know how else to like explain it. Like it, what one do you got more thing on there. Yeah, 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 so yeah. like my my favorite thing, and I mentioned this last week with like taking our time in this hiring process and mm-hmm. liking getting rid of Wells. Now, um, now you get to see the fruits of that because now we have two head coaches in two different lanes. We have Cumby, who's going to be the football head coach and handle the on-field in the locker room stuff for the next month. And McGuire doesn't have to do anything on the football field. He can go out and recruit and do all that, get to know the locker room, get to know those players. Doesn't have to worry about X's and O's and uh, game plans and practice schedules and all that BS for the next six months, almost three months until spring ball starts, which is amazing. That almost gets him a head start on this whole process rather than, actually being behind as a new coach. You know? it, it keeps it's actually really beneficial that we have two guys in the same lane working for the same thing kind of. Very, very good point there, actually. That I didn't My favorite even, thing I, about this whole process. I, I didn't even consider that. Uh, yeah, he, he's going to have all the time in the world to do whatever he wants and literally a, yeah. what, what almost a two-month head start because while everybody else is still yeah. having to coach, yeah. having to having to you know do bowl games and trips and travel and – uh, like practices and he's just there to just be like hey yeah y'all finish this out i got your back or even you look at a rival school like tcu who's going through something that we are they haven't hired anybody yet well now and, we've got our guy who can go in and hey let's let's flip some of these dudes who are committed to tcu and see if right. we can get them over here just like you have that major everhart from tascosa yeah. like they don't know who their next head coach is you don't think yeah, yeah. McGuire can get him on the phone or go up there into his their locker room and weight room in Tascosa yep. and talk him into coming here? Yeah, God, man, it's, it's a good feeling. It's an actual good feeling. I, before I've had uncertainty, I, I I'm just real confident in this one. Um, last thing that we do need to touch base on, or that we <clears> want to touch base on, is just rumors on possible coaching staff. Um. Brooks, what, what what do we have so far on, on, on the rumor mill as far as uh, – I, I know he's got a pretty fat bankroll to hire coaches with, but what's the rumor mill for yeah. the actual staff so far? Well, so let's get that uh, out of the way, the, the money part of it. So we've got a $4.8 million assistant pool salary with an additional $1.85 million for the strength and conditioning. So that's what, six point. 6.5 or so million total for assistance and that total somebody uh, i think his name's austin massey posted it on twitter that that puts you right up there with like schools like michigan auburn a million behind ohio state so that puts you up there with like kind of the upper echelon of colleges yep it pretty much doubled what you had from the well yeah group. yep and this yeah, is yeah, what like three when million you get, when you get uh cody campbell from double eagle involved yeah and he's basically putting this money up I mean, without yeah, being yeah. said, because but we thought we, Wells had a decent, good pool. Yeah, We're like, oh, okay. Nope. <laughs> oh, now we have twice as much. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really going to help you. And we've already got one confirmed hire, James Blanchard. Uh, he's going to be our director of player personnel. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was – he came with McGuire yesterday, and that was kind of a, a news-breaking thing as we had the photos of McGuire, and we had this dude next to him who's like this elite player personnel guy. Yeah. We're like, oh, are we getting him too? Yeah, it turns out we're getting him. And, yeah, he's known as an excellent tally- talent evaluator uh, with significant relationships throughout the state. 
especially in the East Texas areas uh, from what I've seen. But, yeah, he's been on Baylor's staff in this turnaround. So two really excellent recruiters that you've already got right off the bat. And then, I, I, Dustin, what do you, what do you yeah, got? Yeah, I wanted to chime in on him because that's my favorite one already because, yeah, he was Baylor's AD of scouting and and whatnot. And, obviously, McGuire's your – your fire and your recruiting, you know, your emotion. And so like in a Rhonda, he's just a, you know, as exciting as the next wet paper towel beside you. So it's like, we took their best two recruiters and we're already yeah. scooping kids out from underneath them. They have to be so pissed right now. Suck it, Baylor. <laughs> Suck it. Uh, <laughs> not feel bad for them at all. But as for like other coaches, um, you know, there's just kind of been speculation. I can't remember the guy's name, but there's the current linebackers coach for the Carolina Panthers, who's rumored you. to be oh. who's rumored to be our defensive coordinator, uh, our kind of favorites to get for that position. As for offensive coordinators, I mean, it's all up in the air right now. I mean, Sonny's name's been thrown out there. He has a real relationship with Sonny. Um, there's also, you know, Kitley. Uh, over at Western Kentucky, whose name's been mentioned. There's a couple other guys out there, but, you know, right now there's really not a whole lot to pick from other than the defensive coordinator, whose name's kind of surfaced a lot. But Mike, other than Mike that, Saravo. it's just kind of – Saravo, yeah. So he is the linebackers coach for the Carolina Panthers right now. He knows um, him from Baylor with Rule and all that. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Wow. So I would expect him to go for a lot of guys that he coached with. They're in the rural area. There's some SMU people that are speculated. Uh, Garrett Riley, Lincoln Riley's brother, is the OC at SMU. He's a name that's kind of been rumored for OC. So there's a lot of different names out there. We'll just kind of see. But we've got the pool to get in guys that we want to get, and that's that's kind of the key here. If you want to get a guy like McGuire who hasn't had any head coaching experience, what's the best thing to do, make sure he gets really damn good assistant coaches. I mean, look, look at look at what happened for Cliff. Now people think he's a good coach in the NFL. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let me in there. What? what? Um, so, yeah, with oh, yeah. coaching stuff, like I was mentioning how we got two head coaches right now. Cumbie has a month-long live interview process to be, stay on staff and be the OC, which is a real possibility. Um, yep. And I wouldn't be uh, – I wouldn't hate it, to be honest. I mean, keep a guy who's so far done pretty well for you, uh, especially with two or three different quarterbacks um, because of injury this year um, and coming in first year for us. Um, but he – Coach McGuire mentioned in his press conference that he wanted coordinators and coaches that have been in this league before, I mean, Big 12 in this area, um, just knowing the conference and knowing – some of these teams and other coaches and basically knowing how to game plan against it and how to recruit against it kind of deal um, just to bring stuff in. But from what I've seen uh, with his connections, so many people like him, coach McGuire, everybody, and people want to work for him, obviously is what is the rumor mill and what's, what's out there. So I, and with this money, he can get close to anybody he wants. Um, with his connections and this money we have out there. So I expect him to actually put together a really good staff, probably better than we've had before. Yep. It, it's impressive. And it's all extreme positivity. Like people putting their name out there saying, you know, commenting on the hire. And it's not just like, 
Oh yeah, he was great. Whenever we had him, that like, everybody's sticking their neck out to just say anything about yeah. like yeah. everybody is, anybody is. I mean, you, you know, head coaches. You know, hmm. yeah, you know the significance of it when Baylor fans aren't really mad about it. They're all just like. <laughs> I hope he does good for you guys. Y'all are going to love him. There's been a lot of positive feedback from Baylor fans too. Like you don't really get that. Usually you get fuck you's and whatnot, but a lot of them are like, he's such a great guy. Y'all are going to enjoy him there. Sad to see him go, but can't wait to, you know, see what he does there. So uh, just crazy amount of positive feedback on this guy across the board. Um, so all in all, uh, if y'all haven't picked up on this, we're pretty hype about this hire. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, of of cogs coming together here, and and they're all going in, in what looks like a good direction, a right direction, and I I, I can't say yeah. enough. I'm 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 I was ready to go through a brick wall after that freaking conference, uh, and I, I hadn't felt that for for tech football in a long time. Um, but uh, we do kind of gotta move along with the conversation here and talk about. The next upcoming game, which is Texas Tech and Iowa State, uh, we're going to be playing. Are we at home or uh, away on this yeah. one? Okay. Yeah, okay. back-to-back home games coming yeah, up yeah. 2.30 on Saturday. So that's going to be good. Um, any any initial thoughts about this, Dustin? What, what what are you thinking so far about going into this game? I mean, Iowa State came in real real uh, preseason high, high ranking. They've kind of fallen off, but... What are your thoughts about this Iowa State team coming to Lubbock? Honestly, I kind of forgot. We still had football games to play with <laughs> having a bye week last week uh, and coaching search and then getting a coach and basketball starting. This is like way down on my Texas Tech athletic radar. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. we still have three football games to play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> I know. So we got three more left and three pretty hard ones, two yeah. top 10 teams the next couple weeks. And Iowa State's really solid. Um, obviously what scares me about this game is Iowa State's big and has some a good running back, which has been our kryptonite all year. So I can't wait for our three front, you know, to get ran over again. Um, and who knows what Brock Purdy does. Some games he – looks like a Heisen guy in some games. He looks like he forgets what a football is. So hopefully we get the second version of Brock Purdy and not the first, but usually we're pretty good at propping up teams, teams, Heisman type players. So I expect either Purdy to have a good game or Bryce Hall to have a really good game. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, it does make me very nervous that they, they competed really well against, you know, a lot of the big every Big Twelve team they faced so far, they've competed. Uh, Brooks, any initial thought on this uh, on this Iowa State team coming to Lubbock? Yeah, curious to see what our offense is going to do. Like Dustin kind of mentioned before, Sonny's on his auditioning here to be the offensive coordinator next year and into the Joey McGuire era. Um, we are not sure who our quarterback is going to be. Uh, is it going to be Donovan Smith? Oh, There's yeah, rumors yeah. that Tyler Shuck sure. could be back in action, that he's been practicing and taking reps. I think they're still waiting on clearance for him. But there's a possibility that we might see Shuck back uh, at the end of this season. So we've got to monitor that. But, yeah, just excited to see what the offense can do, uh, see if we can let it loose. We're at home. This is, you know, maybe your best chance at a win. Uh, here yeah. down the stretch yeah. oh, uh, yeah. i'm not you know 
saying that, knowing that every team that we're playing down the stretch is really good. So, um, but yeah, just looking for the offense, see what Sonny does, see if he amps up the offense, knowing that he's, he's got a chance to be the OC here and see if we do anything different, see if we're able to move the ball with either Donovan Smith or Tyler Shuck back in the lineup. And then, yeah, I've given up hope on hoping that our defense is going to do anything different. Um, we know Keith Patterson's not going to be here anymore, so what? why, why does he give a fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> You're right, then. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Fair. so I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to expect on that end. I, I expect your seniors to try to get that bowl game. You, you know, Kirby was very emphatic on this team's going to make it to a bowl and the presser. So, you know, here's a chance – if you can go out and play good at home in front of a, you know, hopefully a decent crowd on two thirty, that's on a, Saturday. That's a fair point with with uh, with this being an opportunity game. I I think that he might actually let the let like kind of try and push the offense a little bit more than usual. Like maybe not be as conservative because he is trying to maybe fight for a job in what's going to be our next era. Um, I I really hadn't considered that one. Um. But um, I think I think kind of Dustin made the point here, which is this is this is kind of our last chance to make it into a bowl game this year. Uh, the next two games after this, uh, not a lot of confidence, and this is still even uh, already is at a ten and a half point spread on on the betting line, and so that and that's at home. I, I don't have too much confidence in, in us winning this one, but uh, again, if we're gonna have a shot at a bowl game at all this year. This has to be it, right? Um, but uh, speaking of betting, though, we do have our shot bet. This is going to be our 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 one for for uh, Club Red. We are going to have one later on in 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 the tailgate. But again, it is uh, Iowa State a ten and a half point favorite. Um, anyway, I, I guess I'll go ahead and kick off the betting, and then y'all can choose after that. Since uh, uh, in in the last two months, my I've I've been on the odd hot odd off streak um i i i i'm i'm gonna have to take the iowa state side of this bet uh i do think that that with the stronger running game and us still trying to force a a, a three front um <laughs> i <laughs> like I, it's just it's hard to like bet against that because any team that can run the ball remotely runs all over us and and look at this guy uh the uh, hall whatever uh 1100 yards 14 tds like yeah he's the real deal yeah and so it's it's hard to imagine that there's not going to be holes the side of the grand canyon the size of the grand canyon uh just just ready for him to just run run down the field on us i i, I gotta take the 10 and a half on iowa state side and that they'll go over on that i don't know uh who who, who wants to go after me I already have mine written down before you even picked. Cool. And so I'm actually going to take tech to cover here. Okay. And here's why. Go for it. I think we mentioned Cumbies on his live interview process for the next month, but so are every one of these players. Um, True. You know, McGuire mentioned he, he can't wait to get in that locker room and get to know every one of these players. You know, they have to start working for their job too. Like if, he wants to keep them or if they want to leave, he'll go ahead and let them leave. Um, but they got to start working for their job. I'm hoping just his energy and the positivity around the program this week um, kind of, and some ur- sense of urgency from all these players 
uh, mixes together and coming off a bye week, we can, we can at least take 10 points from Iowa state here and maybe not lose so bad. <laughs> yeah. Possibility. I, I, I mean, I hope you know, so. I said all these positive things and then I'm like only lose by 10. <laughs> I, I, that 10 and a half really helps because if you can lose by 10, it's not that bad. You, we win that shot bet and I'm going with tech. At, <laughs> I'm going with Tech as well. Oh. Uh, I think ten and a half out at home is is maybe too much, and so I think that's why I'm going to go with us. Is I think we've been competitive at home games. I think we'll manage to keep this one competitive, hopefully. Um, and no, not really knowing what's going to go on with the offense, what quarterback we're getting, I think that might play to our advantage here. Uh, might be hard for Iowa State to plan on who they're going to defend when you have two different options and of course we haven't really seen donovan and smith really take control of the offense yet so they don't really have much to game plan for so kind of taking all of that and then the fact that this might be our best chance to get that sixth win and hopefully that we would keep this one close enough to cover that 10 and a half points and <laughs> fair take I, I i have a feeling y'all are going to win this bet now um <laughs> No, uh, that, that is going to wrap up the, the Texas Tech football portion. We do have a little bit to talk about on the Texas Tech basketball side. Uh, obviously, uh, Tech had their first game uh, yesterday. Brooks was there. Had a lot of fun, it sounded like. A uh, uh, little bit uh, good, good, good first opening, good first win, I feel like. But um, Brooks, walk us through it, man. How, how, was, how was it at, at, uh, at the United Arena yesterday? Yeah, and I'll just take it and I'll just run through all the points we have under basketball yeah. and just kind of hit. Yeah, throw in there, so bro, this is a lot of you. Yeah, so uh, obviously excited to be back in the USA for a home basketball game. The student section was packed and back to their normal ways, and nice to have Club Red back open. You know, go in, get had a beer before the game, uh, had some pizza. The game was fun. Uh, we probably should have won by more, but North Florida shot pretty well from three which kept them in the game and then we back to horrible officiating already game one they got all those whistles out of the way that they hadn't been able to blow over the last you know several months uh so that that was fun but ultimately the game was good it was nice to see the guys we're familiar with back on the court like kevin mcculler and chibuzo agpo and then lots of new faces lots of new faces on this team and so i was excited to get to see all of them play and ultimately get that first win of the Mark Adams era. It was a it was a fun game and fun atmosphere and glad to be back and can't wait to build on this season. So uh, first thing we've got kind of to talk about are the standouts from the first game. And I'm going to go with basically all the new guys that that played because uh, we kind of know what to expect from McCuller and and. Uh, Marcus Santos Silva and all them. So the guys that really impressed me, first off, we're going to go with Bryson Williams. Bryson Williams was great. We've heard a lot about him. He's got a lot of praise in the offseason, and he comes in, and in his debut, he goes for 22 points, seven rebounds, and just 17 minutes. He only played 17 minutes because he was in foul trouble most of the game uh, because the refs sucked once again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He was 9-11 from the field, 9 for 11. That's pretty damn impressive. He was – 
doing work around the rim. There was a stretch at the start of the second half. They could not stop him, just get the ball into the paint, and he goes to work. He can beat you in so many different ways. It's very impressive to watch. I don't know if we've had a guy down low with the skill that he has to get buckets around you. And then he can space the floor. He hit one of our four threes uh, as well. Uh, the other guy, the other big signee of the offseason, Kevin O'Banner, he was also very impressive. 17 points going three for five from the three-point land, our only good three-point shooter. Six rebounds in just 24 minutes for him. He was very uh, – he struggled inside a little bit, but, you know, his shot is pretty sweet. He he had not, some nice corner threes, knocked down his free throws. I think some of his shots were just off around the rim and, and that's really what's it. He's, he's got a lot to work on in his game or he's got a lot to build off of. His offensive game is pretty good. You can't sit on him at the three point line because he can drain the three on you. And then you can't just rush out because he can get by you off the dribble as well. So another guy that's super versatile, that's going to have a lot of great offensive games for us. And then a guy I talked about a lot last week, Davion Warren. Boy, was he fun to watch. He was probably my favorite player to watch last night because he's just doing it all. He had 14 points, five assists. He was also in there on defense, creating turnovers, forcing havoc on the guys he was guarding. And what I was really impressed about by Davion is his ability to finish and his ability to go get buckets. There was a lot of time in transition offense where he was just – where he had the ball, and he's like, I'm going to go get two points here. And he does. He finishes around the rim, contact or not. He finished pretty much everything. He went seven for 10 from the field in this game. Uh, he also created five assists for players. Just with him, the ball in his hands, he's very exciting to watch. He can get to wherever he wants to go. He can create offense for himself, and he can create offense for others. He was very impressive to me. And then the last guy I'll mention, Malik Wilson, uh, he had five points. But what was impressive for me is he had seven assists and just one turnover his ability to and he also had two steals I think so his ability to create offense for others is what was impressive and of course I think his offensive game will come for him as well uh, but I, I liked what I saw from him and then I'll shout out our guy KJ Allen who had a pretty significant dunk in that game that got the crowd hyped and it was fun to watch that but those are the new guys that really I thought uh, impacted you pretty well for the first part of the uh, from the first game and that they'll continue that success down the road the positives I see man you have a lot of dudes on offense that can go yeah. get you points like you scored 89 points you did not have Terrence Shannon Jr. out there playing Kevin McCuller only had eight points for you you weren't hitting threes Four for 15 shoot threes. Three. yeah yeah you couldn't shoot threes but you were still able to get 89 points and you spread that out. Bryson Williams, 22. Kevin O'Banner, 17. Davion Warren, 14. Marcus Santos Silva, 13. You have a lot of different dudes who can get you offense. And things we're used to in the past is going four or five minutes without scoring points. And that was really never the case yesterday. Uh, of course, at the very end, when you put in your guys who aren't really going to play a lot of minutes for you. But throughout the game, when we needed baskets, we go get baskets. So that was really fun to watch. Um, defensively, our switchability, I'm creating a new word, switchability, uh, is very fun to watch. We had a lot of guys, every time they said screens, it's just switching yeah, because all the length of these guys is crazy, Lynch. and they're able to guard all of the different positions. So that was some things I think is going to really be beneficial to us down the road. Some concerns, the three-point shooting, that, that's got to be a concern. Um, 
your guards didn't look to shoot the ball from three really at all. There was several times that they could have, but they didn't, they didn't shoot it. Uh, your best three point shooters were your big men, which is good. Cause that's going to stretch the floor for you, <clears throat> but you need some more consistent shooting from the three Sadar Calhoun, who we had heard about as a great three point shooter could not make a single three to save his life. All right. um, that that'll change of course, but you need some outside scoring. I think TJ being back in the lineup will help create more open looks. Um, of course, guys driving and penetrating, that that always helps. So that, that'll come with time, I think. But if there's anything to be concerned about offensively, that's it. And defense kind of looked a little out of it, a little lackadaisical at points. We, we weren't switching very well. There was a lot of broken down defensive possessions. With that resulted in wide open threes for them or wide open buckets. Uh, not what you necessarily thought you'd see from a Mark Adams coach team in game one. But there's definitely some room to work on on that defense. He mentioned it after the game as well. So so we've got a ways to go, I think, on the defensive side of the ball. But you have the pieces that are going to be there for you to defend. It's just, can you get them all clicking? Can you get them all communicating? It was their first game all together, so that's probably going to build with time. But if there's anything to nitpick from this game, that's kind of what it is. So now that I've got through all of that, your guys' thoughts. (laughs) Let me jump in and, yeah. I didn't watch much. I got caught some of the second half, but um, on the good thing side, you mentioned three-point shooting wasn't great. You also got to remember, this is most of these guys' first game at a jam-packed Spirit Arena, Supermarkets Arena. Um, most biggest crowd they've ever been in. Some of them biggest gym they've ever shot in uh, with live crowd. So, adrenaline's probably there a little bit for most of these guys. Uh, even guys like Silva and Buzo haven't seen this crowd yet. Um, that got here last year. Um, but we had 50 plus points in the paint. We didn't even, we could barely score 50 points last year total in some games. And we put that up in the paint. Um, rebounding was awesome because we had 44 rebounds. That's a lot contributed to our length. Um, 20 offensive rebounds. Again, our length and athleticism helps us out there. We might not be the biggest team, but we have dudes that know where to be and, can use their arms and grab grab rebounds, make cause problems. Um, 20 assists on our shooting and 11 steals. That length and switching yes. on defense is a problem. Yes, our communication's not great yet, but that comes with some chemistry. I just got to remember this is like they're, they're not even five games into playing other people in competition, mm-hmm. counting scrimmages. So. Yeah. You gotta, it comes with time and playing other teams that don't know what you're doing yet. You don't know what they're doing yet. Um, so that just comes with time and they'll figure that out. So, um, 20 assists to 12 turnovers. Love that. Love a lot of that stuff. Um, yeah, the score, we really beat them by more than it shows once we got kind of the end of the bench guys in, but I also loved our depth without two of our returning guys even playing. True. No, the, yeah, that the, was. <clears throat> go, go, go. I was just gonna say, yeah, that was the impressive thing to me is you're missing one of your best players and you're still able to get 89 points and create all that offense. And, and you weren't even, even because of your depth, you weren't worried about Bryson Williams' foul trouble. You were like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, your your front court depth really showed a lot in that first game. You're also killing them on the glass. Uh, yeah, you got a lot of offensive rebounds. And so those were some things that were really impressive to see. 
And, and I thought Marcus Santos Silva had a really nice offensive game as well. Yes, he, did. Uh, he was making his little shots around the rim, which was nice to see for once. But so you just have a lot of things you can do with those three guys. You don't really get scared when one of them's in foul trouble because, you know, you got two guys who can go in there. And even Bacho played, played, Bacho played well, these, I thought, yeah. in his minutes. Uh, he, he played some good defense. He's a real solid and moves pretty well. So. I think you have a lot of different guys. KJ played well in his few minutes. It's not like he got a lot, but, uh, you know, he's got some size too. So a lot, lot of different things you can do. And it'll be interesting to see as we get into tougher competition. But for now, you know, we're it's, playing it's, these cake games. So. It's a good start. You're, you're seeing yeah. the offense click, which we haven't had in a long time. And the only real nitpick is, is as y'all said, it kind of the perimeter defense. But – them them shooting 11 for 25 from three uh yeah. one uncharacteristic for most teams yeah but two our perimeter defense is just going to get better as like as as, as y'all said it with, yeah. with, with time with with chemistry with communication uh the score isn't the score isn't really reflective as to what our team really is or what it can be let's say but two things i want to add right quick yeah, yeah. sorry to drag it on but there's two things that i noticed offensively uh we wanted to push the ball really quick yes. in transition there was a lot of times where we get the ball and we kick it up the court as fast as we can try to get some offense when you could i really like that and now if you didn't have the numbers or you didn't have it we'd pull it back and go into the offense but i did like to see us really trying to get you know create offense when there's chaos and then the second thing i noticed is there were a lot of set plays. We ran a lot of set plays, a lot of pick and rolls. It wasn't just motion out there. We ran a lot of pick and rolls, which was nice to see. Our very first play of the game was a set play, and I was like, what? What is this? And it ended oh, up being we drew up a play. Oh my yeah, God. it was like, what? What is going on? We ran a play for Bryce Williams, got him two points to the free throw line on the first play. It was really nice to see some of those changes. So there's going to be some offense actually mixed in, some sets, some – some ball screens, which, you know, pick and roll is always, uh, you know, very hard to defend, especially when you got McCullough running it. So those are some positive things that I took away from the offense that we really hadn't seen here in so, a while. So, Brooks, uh, uh, I guess kind of a little, little quick question then, because uh, I think uh, you, you played basketball way more than I did, so you'll know more of the technical <laughs> side of it, I guess we'll say. Uh, what is your take on, on Mark Adams as a head coach for his first game? Like officially, he's definitely a different style of coach than Beard is. Beard is going to be in your face, you know. He's going to be very hard on you, and then he's going to celebrate you when you do well. Mark Adams was very, very calm on the sideline when I was watching him. I don't know if he's necessarily going to get into your face, but I think he's more adaptable. If if I have any kind of word for it, I don't think he's going to keep running motion offense if like you know, the motion isn't working for you. You're not getting points. Like he's going to do things to mix it up. He's going to adapt. He's got plays that he's going to run. He's got different guys that he's going to move in. The substitutions felt more like we have seen over the last several years, There's a lot of subbing in and out. So I think that's probably something that's going to stay, but I think he's going to be able to adapt to different situations. We're going to change plays. We're going to have different sets. We're going to have different guys running, you know, the offense from time to time. And so I, I think if there's anything to take note from him, it, it, it's that he's going to adapt to things and then he's going to make changes when he sees uh, sees fit. And we're not just going to kind of be stuck running motion offenses and hoping that somebody can get open and get a bucket. We're going to make 
hey, let's get some ball screens. Let's get some pick and roll going. Let's try this. Let's try that. I think that's something that I noticed last night. Awesome. No, yeah, I just wanted to kind of get your take on like just that in particular, like just the, the him as a coach versus the roster doing their thing, if that makes sense. Like, Yeah, he's obviously going to be a little bit different. He, he's not going to be as, you know, um, look at me on the sideline as yeah. that other guy was. Uh, he's 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 going to be calm. He's going to coach the guys up. I don't think he's necessarily. I don't think you're going to see him yelling and cussing out guys on the sideline. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it was always just the first game, so it was something to kind of monitor over the next few. I mean, definitely curious about it. Um, yeah, no, it was just kind of it was just like you know, new coach transition, and yeah, the players that we brought in yeah. have been great. But I just wanted to. I was just kind of curious, like how he was doing, in your opinion. Um, so the other part that we have to, to kind of touch base on a little bit here, which is the TJ Shannon news. We kind of mentioned that a little bit, talking about this game, that we didn't have him in the game. Uh, and it was the whole ordeal with him going to the draft, and then something wasn't filed right. Uh, it, can, can anybody elaborate a little bit better on that exactly? Uh, as far as him, like, pre- returning? It's all just precautionary about, like, he took any money or sold any stuff or like before he could do any of that. Um, I heard it was a plane flight or a plane ticket that was purchased for him or something like that. I heard it today compared to the coffee cough burn situation at Illinois where he like sold some Illini stuff like memorabilia type thing and made money off of it before you could or were supposed to. And he got suspended three games. So I think it's just, formality and holding them out before he actually does get suspended for games that matter. Um, so we can be like, well, we held them out yeah. against North Florida. That game counts. <laughs> All right. That's no, I don't think it's a big deal. So, uh, okay. Yeah. So. But if there's any corporation not to trust, it's in NCAA, the most corrupt yep. thing in all of sports uh, who are there for the student athletes, but time and time again, fuck them over. Like if they can, they, they do everything they can to just like the Oklahoma state situation. Um, the little schools, we get no love from them. If this was Kansas, if this was Duke, this was North Carolina. This was our R to be over and he mm-hmm. would be playing, Yep. but it, it makes me a little nervous because you never know what the NCAA is going to do. And they tend to fuck the small schools over. So, um, while it shouldn't make us nervous, I, I just get nervous because I have no hope in them actually doing something that benefits a player. I was I was glad to see Mark Adams jump out there and, and put his neck out for for TJ though quickly. Like uh, he 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 kind of got on that fast and he was just like, "Hey, no, I've got my players back. Like uh, I, I trust him and I trust that we'll get him back on that court quickly." Um, but yeah, we'll we'll obviously keep you guys updated as best we can. Uh, we'll be monitoring that situation. As close as we can, because obviously we all want to see we all want to see him out there. Uh, obviously, going to be a big key to us. Hopefully, making a deep tournament run. The last two bits that we are going to be talking about and not really dive into at all, but uh, we have the Friday game uh, against uh, Grambling. That's going to be at seven p.m. Um, and then we have uh, the Prairie View A and M game. Uh, next, oof, what is it? Monday, Monday. Yeah. Uh, and that's going to be another 7 PM game. Both of these at home as well. So obviously if y'all are listening to this, go out there, support your Texas tech red Raiders and, uh, support this new team. I'm definitely loving the look of, 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 uh, of, of, of our athletic programs right now. Like I, I haven't been able to say it like across the board in 
quite a while. Um, but that is going to wrap up Club Red, guys. Uh, for everybody out there, if, if you want to kind of hear our take on what's going on in the rest of the sporting world, right? we got a lot to talk about in the NFL, a little bit to touch base on in the NBA. But uh, hang around for us if you're listening live or if you're just listening to the podcast, make sure you click over to the tailgate episode. But that does wrap up this week. Uh, make sure if you're not already, make sure you follow us. Spotify, iTunes, and uh, drop us a re- re- review or a rating. And then uh, the blah, yeah, yeah, I know. It's late, man. It's late. I got the I got the DJ skills popping in right now. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you hit us up on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to that channel and uh, hit that bell notification. Be notified every time we post a new video. Dustin, if you want to find him individually, Dustin Wimmer twenty two on Twitter. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B Barrett. Me at Blocker where the L is a one. And any sort of email uh, thoughts, questions, or anything like that, you can email us tailgate talks pod at gmail.com. We will catch you guys next week and we'll make sure you hit us up on the socials to keep us up to date, up to date with everything we've got going on. Peace.